Hello, welcome in. March Madness is upon us. We are here, NTT Season 21. I'm here with Coach Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy, rough day for you. How you feeling? What's up, Nerd Nation? Um, uh, yeah, I'm just lamenting, you know? Um, for those who don't know, I was second year in a row. Um, I had to win the conference tournament in order to get into the NTT. Last year, both years, we played Carnegie in the finals. Last year, pulled it off. This year, I was up by 12 at halftime, 10 going into the fourth quarter. We, of course, blow that. Um, and then it's back and forth for the last four minutes. Um, I took the lead with 20 seconds to go. He takes the ball down. I block a shot. He fouls me with 11 seconds to go. I miss the front end of a one and one. Mm. Uh, and then he, he hits a long range jumper, a long range two point shot, uh, Houston Rockets favorite shot to, uh, to win the game. So I missed the mm. NTT by one point. Uh, feels bad. Buzzer beater. Yep. Yep. So, so it is what it is, you know, um, I knew that this was a pretty high possibility. Boys gave it a lot. Um, I, I just do think, you know, we're graduating a fairly bad class outside of, you know, of course my leading score, but we're, we're graduating not a great class and um, potentially pulling in a really, really good class. And so um, I knew I needed nice. one more class in order to really make some noise in the NTT again. But hey, yeah. second time missing NTT since I took over the team. Um, so yeah. Yeah, well, that's not too bad. Um, a lot of times when I do that, you know, it's like, okay, we're up by one. I get fouled, and I see who gets fouled, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I, I like, I like, uh, just click on their, on their uh, player thing to mm -hmm. be like, what's, what's their percentage, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like Dylan Young, fifty-one point <laughs> two. Okay, so there's about a, a little more than fifty-fifty chance <laughs> he makes the first one, right? <laughs> right, and he didn't. Um, and then it's like, oh gosh, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's clearly the worst free throw shooter on my team too. You know, I mean, we're a really bad free throw shooting team. Um, yeah. We're we're like below LeBron range, but um, but you know, it is what it is. So yeah, you love him for getting the rebound, but pass that ball or something. Right. right. Anyway, we're here. We're um. I'm excited. We lost today, but we snuck in with an at-large bid. Cute. Uh, I'm over here popping skis. Nice. Great. Not Is a Coach Cheese's kind of skis, right? Nope, nope. Um, but it's that time of year again, and uh, we love it. We hate it. It's just – it's all these emotions wrapped up into one, and uh, that's, that's why we love this game, right? Mm-hmm. So That's let's right. start with Region 1. We're going to start off with the number one overall seed, the Santa Ana Thrill, coached by Coach Tank Dogka 2. Um, he's back in the NTT last year. He made a sweet 16 run this year, 15-3, and three, number one ranked, number nine strength of schedule. Um, very, very balanced team led by their point guard, Christopher Christian Um Christian Nelson, who got second team all conference in their, their conference. I mean, there was a lot of different players that got awards because there's just some you know, really good talent in that conference. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, you look at 
Santa Ana, and they are number 10 in free throws attempted, number nine in opposing three points attempted, number two in offensive rebounds, number two in rebounding margin, and number four in points. So um, they are going up against the Beaumont Ballers um, out of Conference uh, 23. They came and won their uh, conference tournament over Wichita, talking about Willis, um, <laughs> by eight. And, yeah, they're led by Cole Baker, their junior small forward. He got second-team all-conference in their conference. And, uh, yeah, um, they're going to have their hands full. Santa Ana looks pretty good. But, you know, you know there, there always is some – Upsets of a 16 and one that happens decent amount in this league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, so I think that this is going to be really indicative of what we're talking about a lot tonight. Um, this field feels really wide open. Uh, mm-hmm. Santa Ana is a really, really good team and they have four really good classes together. They're big. They got a six, nine small forward. Um, I love to see that with six ten and six eleven right behind them. Um, and so they have the makings of a team that can make a deep run. And they're, they're even like way up in PR for, um, or in value for the, for the power rankings. Yeah. But it's, it's a team that's lost three games. Um, they've lost games to um, teams that they shouldn't. I mean, Bulldogs, good coach, but they lost to Fort Myers, who's 91st, Anaheim's 56th. And then they lost to Seattle, who's a good team, um, by, by nine today. And so. Mm-hmm. They have beat Seattle a couple times, um, but other than that, it's not like not a team that has like a real significant win outside of those two. Yeah. Um, so this is just I was just like, how is this the one seed? And then I look, and it's like, man, nobody was like who had a really tough strength of schedule was like seventeen and one this year, you know? Yeah. Um, and they won the games they were supposed to win, you know? Right. And, right. Um, they're out of conference games. I mean, they weren't amazing, but, you know, Conference 30, really, um, they, they were ranked high this year, you know. But you look at the game versus Ocala. They win mm-hmm. by five. Ocala's a good team, but they're a bubble team that missed the NTT this year. Um, right. Detroit, they snuck in by winning their conference tournament as a 16 seed. They won by five. Um, mm-hmm. Some of that's a little concerning. It's like, okay, are they going to allow – are they going to allow Beaumont to hang around? I don't. I mean, I don't think so. Beaumont doesn't look like they're good enough for something like that. But you know, as we move forward, um, they're going to have a lot tougher matchups, I think, than right. even they played in the regular season. Obviously, Seattle's really good, and right. I think Sacramento also um, got into the NTT, and the rest of the teams in Conference Thirty are in the PTT, um, right. but. Yeah, you're you're gonna have some tough games, so I'm mm-hmm. uh, I'm interested to see how this team does. Yeah, yeah, I would agree, and I, I do want to say shout out to Beaumont. I mean, they were down eight going into the fourth quarter, well, and then were even down like eleven at one point, and then sent it to overtime, and then hmm. just destroyed it in overtime. Juan Mack and and Cole Baker just had a day in the fourth quarter, uh, getting them back into it. So excited for for Coach Hooper, um, but or Hoopster, yeah. sorry. But I, I do think, yeah, if we're just talking about this first round matchup, I, th- I do think Santa Ana has a bit of an easy matchup here. Um, I don't think Juan Mack and Cole Baker are going to be able to do that against a really good defensive team. So, Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the 8-9 matchup. we got the Huntsville Rockets 
coached by Coach Boardman. He won the conference title and the conference tourney, number 32 strength, 32 rank, 173 strength of schedule, 15 and three. Um, just went through, yeah, just went through conference nine, nine like a knife through butter, you know, and they're going up against Miami, who won the conference tournament in conference 12. Um, led by that senior class and Brian Brewer and Joseph Pauly, uh, Benjamin Lucas, the point guard's pretty solid. Um, Huntsville, this is actually this coach's board man's uh, first NTT that he's made. So congratulations. Alan, uh, Alan Banda's a really solid player. I love what he's doing. He doesn't have the best um, senior class. It looks like Stephen Greer's kind of really holding that class up. The other two are NAs. Um, so he's got a little stuff to build on and uh you know three dtt's followed by an rtt followed by a ptt finish in at six this Mm -hmm. team just keeps on getting better going up against a team like miami that's you know been to final fours been to sweet 16s uh stuff like that should be a good matchup Mm -hmm. yeah i agree and you know i think uh we talked a lot about miami for the uh, pntt uh what what we said was like they lack like that top end height. And so they're going to struggle against like top end teams like Clearwater. Um, and that's in, that ended up what uh, happened. I mean, they didn't get smoked by Clearwater, but lost by 13. Uh, they lost to Pensacola both times they played them. Um, and so it, it seems like Huntsville actually has the exact same thing uh, going on. They have a couple six, eight guys that lead the four or five, but other than that, you know, um, fairly short, but Alan Banda is just an absolute animal. Yeah. Um, I, I think he could be real, the real key to the game here for Huntsville um, if they're going to overcome a team that's as battle-tested, uh, at least in the past, as Miami has been. Yeah, so Huntsville is number nine in defensive free throws allowed and then number nine in three-pointers attempted. Uh, Miami is number eight in opposing true shooting percentage and mm-hmm. uh, number six in true shooting percentage margin. So they... They really like they they pride themselves on their defense. They have guys that can kind of step up, and they make they're an efficient team. Um, whereas, uh, yeah, whereas Huntsville just likes to limit the limit the their fouls, limit people getting to the line, and then um, take as many threes as you can. So mm-hmm. it seems like a good matchup. Um, I mean, I love that matchup of uh, Banda and. Uh, and in Brewer. Brewer. Yeah. Right. It's going to be fun. Um, I think Miami plays a little faster pace. They score a few more points, whereas, you know, or I, I guess they, they score similar points um, mm-hmm. overall. But, you know, uh, yeah, it should be a good game. Who, who you got in this one? Uh, this one, honestly, I think is like a real toss up. And I mm-hmm. also think this, whoever wins here has a decent chance at even taking on the one seed. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with Huntsville. I uh, I don't know why, but um, yeah, yeah. I th- I think they've got kind of a three way, four guys in, in double digits. I mean, it's crazy because Miami's built almost the exact same way. Yeah. Um. So I th- I think this is a true toss up. Um. But I'll just I'll go with Huntsville. Let's go with it. Boardman gets paid. Yeah, I'm excited to see how they do. They did not have a very tough strength of schedule, you know. Right. Um, they didn't play amazing teams. Miami might be the best team they've played, other than maybe Carlsbad or San Francisco. Um, so we'll see. 
we'll see. But um, congratulations, Coach, on making the NTT. Should be a good game. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, we have the four seed, the Laramie uh, Dash. Uh, Dashens. Dashens, yeah. Coached by Coach Lean. Um, they haven't been in the NTT in five years, so it's good to be back there. The four seed, 15 and 3, 104 strength of schedule. Uh, Conference 25 champions. Um, they're led by Charles Johnson, their point guard. They're going up against Inglewood, the Igloo Makers, back, uh, back in the NTT after two seasons off. They won both their conference title and conference tournament. Um, Tommy Marklin, the junior, and Gabriel Parks, the senior power forward, are kind of their leaders. Um, they really rely on them. Uh, Laramie is number seven in true shooting percentage, number six in steals, and number nine in turnovers, whereas Inglewood um, is number eight in assists. Um, what do you see in this matchup? Yeah, this is I, – I think this is actually a really close matchup. And, again, I think all the NTT games are going to be close. Um, I think that um, you see a little bit more – both teams are like have pretty significant star power. I think that Laramie um, just is not going to be necessarily as efficient mm-hmm. um, as Inglewood, but Inglewood, of course, hasn't played almost anyone. Um, yeah. And so it's really, really hard to tell. Um, Inglewood has lost, lost some games early mm-hmm. um, that they just should not have lost. And then it, when they did play a team like Seattle, they got absolutely railed. Yeah. Um, but they have won nine in a row, whereas mm-hmm. Laramie – um, has has lost two of their last six um, against both against good teams, um, but uh, both are were it, PTT teams. So um, yeah, I, I I think Laramie probably pulls it out here just because they have had the tougher strength schedule and have played better teams a little bit better than Inglewood did. Um, but I think it's going to be pretty close. Yeah, yeah. I look at this. Uh, yeah, I look at this Laramie. Or sorry, the Inglewood team. And the, the one game that sticks out like a store thumb is that Fremont game. How do you score 48 points? Yeah, like they had, I don't know. They had one other game that they were held under 70. <laughs> like, yeah. And right. then they score 48. It's just, it's just. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. I'm just shocked by it, you know. And they, they played it because they played some tough teams in the out of conference. They were in the uh, PNTT, you know, and went three and three. Uh, you know, came close with a really good team in Albuquerque. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, then you just get scheduled against teams like Seattle and the out of conference. So Seattle is a really good team this year. Got boat raced in 120 points. My goodness. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Laramie, yeah. I mean, you're going to have to stop the point guard, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. so Charles Johnson is going to try and carry them. He's a really good player. So I'm interested to see how mm-hmm. this one uh, plays out. Let's look at the five twelve matchup. We got the Scottsdale Sentinels, uh, conference 29, thir- 13 and five, number twenty ranked thirty strength of schedule going up against the Manassas Bloodbath, conference two champion, fiftieth ninety seven strength of schedule. Um, I mean, look at that balance on their team. Somewhere between twelve point mm-hmm. two and fifteen point five points per game. I mean, everyone's just uh, just even. Uh, sounds like your uh, dog's pretty excited about uh, yeah <laughs> about Manassas about Waylon yeah someone has to be excited about Waylon I know yeah. he's here in bloodbath and he's 
<laughs> getting well, all excited. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're, you're going up against a team with Philip Lanterman, 25.7 points per game on 55% shooting, uh, 1.9 steals. Uh, yeah, this guy's this guy's solid, playing in a really tough conference. Scott Steele is the number eight team in free throws attempted and the number twelve uh, ten team in blocks, whereas uh, Manassas is number eight in points, number four in free throws attempted, and number ten in turnovers. So. I mean, both teams draw a lot of fouls. They get to the line a lot, um, and they they kind of rely on that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if one team can get the other in foul trouble. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because Scottsdale is clearly a really good team, but they lost to some really bad teams and beat really good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I, sorry, I, should, I shouldn't say really bad. They've lost to Honolulu and Las Vegas, so really good coaches. Um, Dude, Jesse's going to be mad at you, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll get a text. Um, but he he was six and twelve. Um, <laughs> um, but like, he lost twice to Jesse's team. Yeah. Um, and and Honolulu. So it's a really crazy sort of situation. I'm trying to look, and there's like not really a theme for the types of teams that he lost to. Good coaches. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, good coaches, and a lot of them were top heavy. Um, and so. Because Wayland's a little bit more balanced, I wonder if actually Scottsdale is going to be pretty fine here. Yeah. Um, Are you saying Wayland's yeah. a good coach or not? <laughs> I, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Wayland. You're great. You're great. Yeah. Um, Just keep posting that you're on my maxes, Wayland, because it works every time. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think actually if if both teams are in foul trouble, I think that favors Manassas just because, you know, mm-hmm. they have such a balanced um approach and really anyone can anyone can beat you and even their even their bench has really good plus minuses, so it's like there's not a lot of fall off um from top to bottom. Right. They have good recruit rankings. Um but you know, you got, you also have you also have five losses, you know, and mm-hmm. um but both teams do. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, I will say I think San Francisco's schedule is better for sure. Um, but, I mean, Conference 2 is not a bad conference either, you know, and they have some right, good coaches right. there. And he beat Seattle by 12. We were just talking about how good they were. Um, right. So, yeah, I think I think this should be a good – and he beat Gulf Shores by 11. That's a big win, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so both teams are good. I think I like Manassas in this one. Hmm. Wait, I think you were looking at, you just said uh, San Francisco, but were you talking about Scottsdale beating them? Uh, yeah, Scottsdale, that's what I meant. Okay, okay. Um, well, okay, never mind. Uh, I, I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Scottsdale here um, just because I, it, it's hard. Uh, I, but I think sort of like having it a little bit more focused, star heavy, sometimes yeah. NTT um, players sort of like step up there. I also will say that Waylon lost two of his, or his last two games. And so mm-hmm. seems to be in a little bit of a cold streak. Yeah. So I'll go with Scottsdale here. All right, let's move on to the 215 matchup. We've got the Ann Arbor Bing Bongs coached by Coach Bradley going up against the Topeka Hawkeyes. Um, so Topeka won their Conference 26 uh, tournament title to make the NTT. Uh, Ann Arbor's led by 
you know, Tyler Heil, Reginald Appleby, uh, Jacob Allen, all great mm-hmm. players, Kevin Mitchell. They have some studs there. Daniel Whalen and Daniel Whalen's really the stud for um, Topeka. They have some decent recruiting rankings. Um, went 12 and 6 against a pretty bad strength of schedule, but really they've been playing their best ball at the end of the year. They still haven't mm-hmm. beat anyone amazing, and I think they're going to have a lot, mm-hmm. lot, of, lot of trouble against the Arbor, but they took Plainview to overtime um, after losing by 35 the first game. So that's right. something. Um, I feel like this team is kind of on, on the upswing. Um, and I wonder if that zone will give uh, Ann Arbor any problems. You look at Ann Arbor, they're number six in offensive rebounds and they're number nine in steals, whereas Topeka is not top uh, ten in any statistical category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I you know I I'm I'm tempted. I really like Topeka because their coach's name is Wrigley fan. I'm a Cubs fan, so I'm assuming that that's what that is. Um, Maybe he just likes also- gum. Yeah, that, that he's huge. He's a huge Brigley fan, um, but um, and I don't really like Ann Arbor's coach. So it's like mm-hmm. uh, maybe I like Topeka, but but Ann Arbor is just so much better. Um, yeah, I really think top to bottom. I mean, they struggled offensively this year, but um, you have the number six strength of schedule, and you still go thirteen and five um, playing conference fifteen, which is just brutal. Even with the bad teams, there are really good. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, and you look at the recruiting rankings, I just think they have a lot more talent top to bottom. So I think Ann Arbor wins this one pretty easily. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's move on to the seven ten matchup. We got the Carlsbad bunny, um, coached by coach AJ Durnath. Um, they're back in the NTT after a decently long hiatus going up against Norman tech, the later Gators coached by coach strategy, 9,000. Um, you, got, you got sophomore guard uh, James uh, Scully going up. Scully. Scully. Yeah. Scully. Um, and then, you know, uh, there's, I mean, the leading scorer for this team is their backup point guard, Douglas Blackman. <laughs> um, but Douglas, right. Douglas Burris, their uh, shooting guards, um, pretty solid as well. Fairly balanced overall. Coming out of Conference 32, you look at Carlsbad, they are um, number four in offensive rebounds and number six in rebounding margin, whereas um, Norman is, they are number one in free throws attempted, number nine in true shooting percentage, number two in assists, number six in fouls, so they don't foul number three in points. So um, they don't foul. They get to the line a lot. They score a lot. Um, Yeah, I mean, decent strength of schedule. Um, Obviously don't play amazing defense, but they're enough defense. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you see in this matchup? Yeah, this is really interesting. Um, I I was confused why Norman was ranked lower. I I mean, and then I see that they have – one more win on a much worse strength of schedule, but Carlsbad didn't really beat anyone like that's super impressive outside of, so they beat Albuquerque once. Yeah. Um, they beat Huntsville who we already talked about. Um, and then that's it. Uh, and then lost to a lot of teams that yeah probably shouldn't have um, barely won some games. 
Um, and so I, you know, exciting for a coach to be right back in the uh, NCT, but uh, they're just not a hyper-efficient scoring team. Whereas you look at Norman and their top two scorers are their most efficient scorers, mm-hmm. um, which I think is, I always love to see. Um, their point guard Mamadou is uh, driving that team, Mamadou driver. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he's not actually, he's probably their worst starter, yeah. but um, <laughs> maybe he's the best uh, driver. Yeah. 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 Here. Crook. Um, I, I do see sort of like a bit of a, an ability to take advantage of their center position. Um, maybe he is a good defender, mm-hmm. but point uh, two steals, point six blocks, and you know, second best scorer Cody Taylor is on Carl's bat at center position. Mm. Um, but I, I just think efficiency usually wins out, um, and so I'm going to pick Norman here. Yeah, and Carl's bats. I mean, they're just playing their worst ball of the year right now. I mean, maybe right. maybe they can pick it up, but. I want to see it, you know. I think must, uh, right. Buford Hog and the Mustard Tigers kind of broke their will by being by 18. They go on to right. lose by 19 to uh, Albuquerque, then lose by 33 to Phoenix, 20 to Pasadena. Right. Right. And they finished the season okay, but, you know, that's that's not a good look, you know. Right, right. So um, let's look at the uh, – Three fourteen matchup. We got the Clearwater Sit Rockers, coached by Coach JD, the PNTT uh, champions. Um, yes, sir. Now that he's won that, you know it's kind of all gravy. You know, if if he wins right. the NTT, great. But if not, he's got the PNTT title, so that's pretty great. Um, <laughs> he's going up against the Tallahassee Chargers, who won their Conference Seventeen uh, title. Clearwater's had some trouble in the NTT. Um, you know, they haven't they haven't had a ton of success. You know, last year they made it to the Elite Eight and lost. Um, but a lot of years they you know, they'll go go on the first round or win a mm-hmm. game or two and lose. But you know, you got Jake Adams the senior, you got John Washington the senior. And when you have those two guys, I mean, you know, you you, you can make up for a lot of different things. Uh I mean, there's just so much talent on this team. Clearwater is the number nine team in defensive points allowed, number three team in opposing true shooting percentage, number four in true shooting percentage margin, and number one in blocks. Whereas Tallahassee um, is not top ten in any statistical category. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough task for Tallahassee. They, they're going up against a solid team here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. I mean. Uh, Clearwater was just absolutely rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're sitting at fifteen and zero, um, or sorry, thirteen and zero at a certain point, yeah. and then they lose three of their next four uh, and three of the last five um, to Clemson, who's the number one forty nine team. St. Per- Petersburg's one seventy two. Daytona is uh, number ninety five. I I haven't had and and these are like barely losses, but these are teams they should have smoked and had even beat pretty handedly earlier in the season. Um, so not fully sure what's going on. It looks like Minervini, uh, has gone a little bit cold mm. as of recently and, and he's their second leading scorer. And so I just know it's really, really hard when you don't have an efficient score. Yeah. Um, luckily for, uh, JD here, Tallahassee, I mean, Garrett Ivory is 57% true shooting on 14 points. He's their leading scorer, but that, I mean, they're not scoring a ton. They get a lot of scoring off their bench. Yeah. Um, and so I, th- I think he's got it pretty easily here. Um, but uh, I don't know. It seems like maybe they do step up when they play decent teams um, like Jackson and Ocala earlier in the season. But um, I'm s- sorry, I'm supposed to project that uh, he always lo- 
Yeah, I'm supposed to project uh, JD loses so that he actually does well because we always talk about him in the final four <laughs> and then he does well, or and then he loses first round. So yeah, um, I, I am picking Clearwater though here pretty easily. All right. Well, let's look at the next matchup. We got Philadelphia Martians, coached by Coach Davison, 14 and 4, 25th ranked, 96 overall. They got Marcus Young, the senior center, 20 points a game, 10.9 uh, rebounds, 3.7 steals, uh, or assists, 3.4 blocks, and like 0.3 turnovers. This guy's a monster. Um, he is the uh, conference um, four player of the year, um, mm-hmm. four times. Uh, running. <laughs> um, I mean, this guy, whew, he's really good. Uh, back-to-back um, first-team all-league. Um, so mm-hmm. this guy, he's the real deal. Going up against uh, Salt Lake City, uh, the Denizens. Um, you know, they, they're a really balanced team, and, you know, their coach has had a lot of success. Um, you know, and he's got he's – got, you know, a great 11-3 class led by uh, Jaheim Baker. You got Jonathan Parker and Jason Gardner. There's some talented talent there. Uh, you look at Philadelphia. Um, they aren't top 10 in any uh, statistical category. Salt Lake City is number nine in uh, free throws attempted and number eight in defensive free throws attempted. So they're, they they win the foul, the foul game. Um, Salt Lake City just got killed. I mean, just an embarrassment. Like, they lost by 41 to Eugene. In the, yeah, that's crazy. Um, and they were kind of like us where they lost a game that they, you know, they thought they could at least keep it close or win. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but the bubble kind of was a little bigger than we thought this year. And, you know, they, they didn't fall enough to uh, actually uh, miss the tournament. They were the fourth to last team in. So good for them. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, you got to turn around and now you got to go up against Marcus Young. I think, I, I mean, I think Jaheim Baker's the type of guy that you want going up against a guy like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This is like, a, they're going to just go hard mm-hmm. together in the paint this in this game. It, it is crazy, though. You know, Salt Lake, I'm just looking at that 11 3 class, and clearly Jaheim Baker is the three of the 11 3 mm-hmm. class, but uh, you don't get 11 3 without at least some other good players. And, and he has shuffled around Devin Claiborne a lot this year. Mm. Um, he started him back up small forward. He even innate him two games and then was like, all right, fine, I'll just start you. Yeah. Um, and he is just not producing the way he maybe would have been expected to um, be producing, uh, putting up pretty balanced numbers in high school. Mm. And so um, while I think, you know, Jaheim Baker is a really, really great player, uh, I just think that Philadelphia has tons more uh, balance. I mean, they have four scores 15 plus points um at least a de- decent strength of schedule better than 100 um and uh matthias yon or however we say it um is is just the real deal and so i'm gonna pick uh philadelphia here um okay. somewhat somewhat easily honestly all right well let's do our picks for this uh this region overall um i'm taking huntsville over santa Ana and um, Laramie over uh, Manassas, and then on the bottom I'm taking Ann Arbor over Norman and uh, Clearwater over Salt Lake City. I'm taking Ann Arbor mm-hmm. to take down Clearwater, and I'm taking Ann Arbor over Laramie to get to the Final Four. All right. 
Um, I will have Santa Ana going to the Sweet 16 over Huntsville. Um, I think, yeah, I, I guess I'll have that four or five sort of area mm-hmm. is hard. I'll, I'll have Laramie also taken down uh, Scottsdale, um, Ann Arbor, and Clearwater in the Sweet 16. Um, I'll, I'll go with Clearwater there. I think that's going to be a really tough matchup. That's the one you pick that game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's the that's a game who I think I, I think who wins that yeah. um, gets to the final four Sweet. or you know I could pull a Sam and say hey Whoever I'm wins. gonna pick both of the <laughs> yeah both of these guys are gonna win the championship. <laughs> All right, so you got Clearwater, I got Ann Arbor. Um, I mean, players to watch. Uh, I mean, I like Kyle. I like Adams. Washington's a beast. Baker, Yone. I mean, anyone else? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of other players. I don't want to... No, no, I think you got it. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, we'll be back with Region 2 quickly.